Yeah. It sounds like there is a couple of extra slides in your lecture, <laughs> you know, that we need to add just to I reinforce these two points. No yeah. infection. Yeah. And do a full exam. Sorry for saying sorry. Media presents the Per Podcast, the best podcast for feline medicine and surgery with tips, tricks, and updates for the entire veterinary healthcare team. If you're dying to know more about cats, keep on listening. Here are your hosts, Dr. Susan Little, famous cat vet and textbook author, and Dr. Yola Kerpenstein, talented surgeon and social media geek. Hello, this is Dr. Yola Kerpenstein. <laughs> And, and this is Dr. Susan Little, who was drinking coffee at the moment yes. that Yola did the intro. Yes. Yes. And Yola was so nice to jump in. So you didn't, you could swallow the coffee and then yeah. you could lead in. So I even stretched it out if you hear, heard me talk. You know, so it was perfect. You say that, Yola, but you were going to do that whether I was drinking coffee or not, I can tell. No, if I was really mean, then I would have said three to one and then a big, empty space where you're I'm gulping and then coffee. yes spill coffee all over etc so no I'm not like that no I'm of course really not. a really nice person I would never of do that to Dr. Susan mm -hmm. yes. yeah so all right this is uh, the per podcast very excited to be here um last week we oh we had such a wonderful conversation about trampolines we talked and about trauma. flying cats and trauma and a coma score that i never heard of so it was really really wonderful dr susan and you know what my daughter who is a newly minted um physician pointed Ooh. out to me that emergency hospitals in probably most countries see horrific trampoline injuries <gasps> i can so imagine yeah. that so all right yeah i have to tell you a story now too so okay. I, you know, I'm on social media quite a lot and I don't know why, but people using the trampoline is a, I don't know how the algorithm picked me as <laughs> being interested in people doing trampoline things. Um, but, you know, TikTok, Facebook, whoever decided that I was interested in. So I am getting a myriad of trampoline jumping people. And I am amazed by what these people do. So they, I mean, there's like four people on each side and they, the person in the middle jumps up and then does these rotational flip-flops, like a hundred in a row and then lands. And I'm like, okay, this looks really good, but what happens if it goes really bad? So, yeah. you know, um, I also see these videos of people trying to do stupid things and then, you know, crash. So. <laughs> this is not this is sound really good so i can yeah. totally imagine that when you are doing the trampoline thing that when it doesn't go right and the trampoline it's a relatively small space that you have to land on so if you go a little bit to the sides there is no trampoline there is well, just it, it, it has hard walls it, they they do have walls around them like they're like they're there, it's like a shower curtain. That's the best way for me to describe it around it. So there's a ring and a shower curtain effect thing there, which is why it took flight and flew across the road, right? No, no, I understand. We're not going to talk about that stupid trampoline, okay. the three-legged trampoline that you have in your garden. But I am just, if you do these flippy, flippy things, yes. it doesn't matter if there is a shower it's curtain, true. because if you fly over the shower curtain, you will still hit 
the earth and yeah. the earth oh sorry i need oh. to intervene again chippy um, is, is is okay. playing with his hedgehog i can hear him yes yeah. so chippy uh, in the giant hedgehog yes chippy is doing his favorite thing again and you're gonna have is, to you're gonna have to post a photo of chippy's hedgehog on social media so everybody can see no his. people have to go to the patreon and see it live see in the, the video <laughs> that's it so and uh, and now Chippy is trying to get it, but it's not working. So, oh well. Uh, but uh, so so uh, well. Let's finish that trampoline thing for now and forever. Um, yeah. I can imagine that uh, you know when 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 these scooters were really in, everybody was doing the step thing. Uh, you get beautiful wrist fractures that you can Ooh. only see through these scooters because what people do is that you know the scooter stops the people still go because they have a lot of and then they do this you know they yeah, try to yeah. stop themselves and With they get hand. these beautiful fractures uh, so every kind of sport that you do comes with certain injuries um and uh, and so often these trauma surgeons they know already what kind of injury you have just by listening to what kind of sport you do so i'm i'm guessing yola that you won't be jumping on my trampoline uh, the three-legged one, no way in hell, you know. If it was a, a fully furnished and safe trampoline, that's why I asked you, why didn't you try the trampoline out yourself? And that's Well, for one it. thing, it's still too cold out. And for another thing, I have to get its leg out of the ditch and put it back on the trampoline. So, But the nice thing about that is that if even if you would fall past the trampoline, the snow will kind of cushion well, your fall the snow is gone the snow oh. is gone. yeah but it's still really cold yeah, yeah like around yeah. zero that's zero celsius i have to say oh yeah yeah, yeah. so around freezing it's still around freezing yes mm. it will get warm. um i i am I, I can't believe that we have been talking now for two weeks in a row about <laughs> for two weeks trampoline. in a row we've been talking about the squeaky, the squeaky yeah. hedgehog and my trampoline i yeah, think it is it is getting a little irritating. This I think you're going to have to take the squeaky hedgehog away. I know, but he, he gets really upset if I do. So, <laughs> all right, it's gone. Like you have a baby, Yola. Your, your, your home was like so calm and quiet before Chippy. And now that you have Chippy. <laughs> you know, the, the thing, though, is with him that he has been playing with this hedgehog for a long time and he never found the squeaky and now we're podcasting and there he goes he, he just you know it, he is too intelligent for the words let me see if the other hedgehog is here because that will help <laughs> he like, he's like a new father <laughs> still <laughs> with with a baby that keeps demanding attention in the form of a hedgehog yeah. And so um, I know this is an audio medium, but I'll just give everybody an update. Um, Yola walked away and it's just me now. Oh, he's back. What's this? It's a Snoopy. Yeah. So this is Snoopy with two amputated front legs. Okay. Because that's the other thing he likes to do. Yeah. Chew them off. Yes. So oh, maybe uh, he will so go for this I have one. To tell you, I have to tell you another story. So I got my hair cut today, which was like yeah. a big event. And um, uh, in the chair next to me was obviously another lady getting her hair cut. And she was telling her stylist all about her dog, um, yeah. a Labrador, who likes to eat things. Yes. And so while I was getting my hair cut, I heard this entire saga about the Labrador who had um, eaten a mitten in 
it, although they, they didn't know, they didn't know. So partway through the winter, one of the kids can't find his other mitten, right? Yes. And so they're looking and the mother accuses the kid of losing the mitten and all of this. And then lo and behold, the dog had eaten it. And three weeks later, he barfed mm. it up. Yeah. So that reminds me of the story of the cat with eight surgeries. Oh, yes. My, um, my, my foreign body record holder. Because we always talk about the D word in being so stupid that they would do things eight times in a row. But yes. this cat this is Siamese. on yeah. the top of the list too. It's yeah. a Siamese. So do you think Siamese yeah. are kind of the... Yes, I do. Siamese oh. are the oriental breeds. They, 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 they really invest in pika, you know, eating non-food objects. When mm. they do it, they, like, they go wholeheartedly into it. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So tell me about that that specific cat. She, and she was very eclectic. She would eat just about anything, right? So over the years and multiple surgeries, um, I have photos of like hair ties. Um, uh, she would chew pieces of leather off of like handbags or, you know, coats. Um, she liked uh, head, headphone, the cords from headphones. Um, she liked curly phone wires. She would chew through those. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know where you are, but we're, we're here when we buy onions in the grocery store, they're in this like, this, like net bag that they, yeah. yeah, and she would, she would chew and swallow the net bags. Yeah. Very eclectic. Yeah. She had a wide variety of tastes when it came, you know, and the first time was a surprise because like nobody knew. Right. Mm. And then the second time the owner's like, oh, I wonder if she did it again. And then the third time it's like, can we book the surgery for tomorrow? Cause like, we're not, you know, we may as well just stop, you know, go past the consult. Like do you have surgery time tomorrow? Cause she's done it again. Yep. Oh my. Yep. Oh my. Yep. So uh, yep. probably a relatively expensive uh, Siamese then. Indeed. Indeed. Yes, indeed. And of course, as she has multiple surgeries, you know, she inevitably some adhesions do develop. So I can uh -huh. tell you that having to do like seven or eight enterotomies on a patient, like I normally, I like enterotomies. It's a surgery I can actually do. Yeah. Right. But seven or eight of them, it gets a bit challenging. It, it does. It does. Yeah. So uh, a yeah. wing of your hospital is named after this cat. Dedicated to this kitty. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. She's long gone, but I'll never forget her. Yep. Yeah. No, I can imagine. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, you know, of course that I I didn't see that many repeat cats because often these surgeries are done in in private practice. But I did have a couple of these that came in regularly. Um, but and then I in the early times where I had to get out of my bed and operate them. Now they just go to the internal medicine people and they pull them out with the endoscope. So oh, that makes it a little easier. So I, yes. I, as a matter of fact, I haven't done a gastronomy in a long, long time. Yes. And, and these days, this particular Siamese, um, uh, yeah, we probably would scope and retrieve on her these days instead of, yeah, instead of doing a surgery on her. Yes. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So you said the snow was gone in, um, it is. in Nova Scotia. But it's is still that because cool. of the warm waters? Well, maybe. Yeah. Yep. So in, in Ottawa, it's still like... Yes, I think so. I, I'll find out this week when I go back. But when I left, there was still a lot of snow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So Kansas, so, the snow is gone. It is a little windy here, but the tulips are coming up. Oh, I and you, you And I didn't tell you about this, this, but the, the listeners know and the viewers that are on Patreon know that uh, I talked about my tulips. And the, the, the story about the tulips was that I got... Um, 
I bought about 200 tulips uh, um, last year that I planted. Yes, yes. I remember you saying yes. But then a friend of mine sent me tulips uh, in January, I think, um, which was a delayed Christmas present. I don't really appreciate that. But so I planted them relatively late. I just planted them in between two because, you know, when it freezes, this ground is really hard in between two freezes. And uh, and then you never know if they will come out because uh, tulips need a really hard freeze to to. But they are doing great. That's the only wow. thing I want to say for our lovely audience. They're doing wow. great. Um, they're, they're coming out like crazy. There so I will have uh, you know, have little, photos. Yes, I will share photos. Absolutely. Yep. Updates on the tulips. Yeah. 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 So, oh, I see the dog now. Okay. Yeah. So the dog has one thing that they want that he wants to do, and that is go to Mr. Hedgehog and make squeaky noises while while we're trying to talk about cats. Yes. Exactly. So, um, what is the topic for today? Um, urinary obstruction. Ooh. Yes. Interesting. So, yeah, it's interesting, but I feel like I rant about this a lot, and I'm going to rant again. Excellent. I love it. Yeah. You know that we started the whole podcast with series with urinary. We did. Uh, so let's do a, a, a midterm you know, evaluation <laughs> where we are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I this is what, again, this is one of my ranty type things. And so um, anyone who's heard me speak a few times has probably heard me rant about this before. But, you know, this is one of the, the problems in feline medicine that we just can't seem to get a good grip on and, and get better outcomes. So, and what I mean by that is that today, like if you look at uh, papers like in the last few years and you compare them to papers like 20 years ago, yes, we have about the same recurrence rate. So like we can get them, get them out of the hospital, get them home, but at least a third of them have recurrence. Sometimes even before they leave the hospital, they've got recurrence. And we have not budged the needle on that in a long time. So I'm not going to pretend that I know the answer to that. So are you talking about uh, plugs or are you talking yeah. about, okay. So these. So we all know what, what, what these be, plugs could, are. Huh? I mean, it's it not the surprise. Either. It could be either. Mm -hmm. uh, plugs or, or stones. And so I think what you're alluding to is one really important thing. And that is a lot of them these days are plugs and we don't um, recommend appropriate therapy, right? And so, and I'm not sure why that is because almost all of the plugs are full of struvite crystals. So it's kind of a no brainer what you need to do, right? It's very much a no brainer. You should be putting these guys on a, a diet that's appropriate for um, struvite management. Like that's gonna be the way to go. Um, and I notice it's all silent now because you must have turned your mic off so we couldn't hear Chippy squeaking. Exactly. So shut him in a different I'm learning, room. I'm learning. But you know, I thought I'd give it back to him so he could just be on his little own, but he can't. He's just no. being a real He's bad just gonna have to today. be brave and wait. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. He just needs to be brave and wait. Yes. Yeah. That's it. So we have made some progress in like the last 10 years or so, but it's all been in the, the area of what doesn't work. Mm. And that, that's, that's okay because it means there's treatments you don't need to do. And that's probably good for the cat and probably saves the owner money. Right. Yep. So we've learned a lot of this, but the, 
paper that I'm going to rant about yeah. just, just came out. It's out of the UK. And it shows that even though we're publishing data on this stuff, it's not trickling down to practice really, really well. So in other words, mm. vets are still, you know, doing some things they shouldn't do. And Yola, can you guess what the number one thing, treatment that vets give to blocked cats that they don't need to do? That makes no sense. Can you guess what it is? One class of drugs. Oh, diazepam. Nope. Widely uh, used and you don't need to do it. No. Drugs? You yeah. You don't know, do you? You don't know. I can tell. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking like I'm confused yeah. where you're going yeah. here. Because... Antibiotics. Oh, of course. Yeah. But I mean, you know I, that, that's not even a, a, a question. I'm thinking exactly. about, you know. Exactly. Uh, Oh, God, no, not again. Not again, this discussion. Sorry. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this is a study out of the UK on almost 1,300 blocked cats, and 58% of them were given antibiotics. 58%. 58%, yeah, were given antibiotics. The, the interesting thing here is that, so I, I wanted to go back to the urethroplugs, because we know from Jody and his team that, um 90% of the urethroplugs or even more 98% of the urethroplugs are not Struvite. calcium oxalates they're There's just you know struvite stones yep. and so uh and we also know that these cats um stones most of these cats have don't have an infection you know, it's oh, the majority rare. don't yeah yeah they don't. majority doesn't so no. when people start talking and to be honest again I just kind of look up at the sky and say why so you know? here's the thing when i when i ask veterinarians why they say they will get an infection because they have a catheter in and they're right mm. they come in without an infection and they get one but that doesn't mean you should give them antibiotics and maybe that sounds a little counterintuitive right but the right. But the infection they get from an antibiotic, or sorry, from a catheter is going to be their own bug, right? It's going to be their own, usually E. coli or something that's GI. And as soon as the catheter is pulled, they're going to yes. resolve it on their own pretty quickly, right? So why give them antibiotics? So I like to flip that around and say, I, I want to see proof that they should be on antibiotics. Yeah, you need to do a culture before you do it. It would be nice to culture, or maybe you see it, the urine gets cloudy. You know, maybe you do a sediment and 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 there's pyuria, like there's ways to do it. But so here's the other thing out of this study, mm -hmm. another one of my soapboxes. Remember, almost 1,300 cats. A urinalysis was done on most of them, but not a complete urinalysis. Only about half of them had a urine sediment exam. Right. So the vet said, yeah, I did a urinalysis, but they didn't do a sediment exam. And so to me, it's like it's a package. Right. You look Although at when you talk with and now I have to push back a little bit, when you talk with Jody, he doesn't believe that the sediment will always tell you what stone is in. Oh, the oh no, I, I agree. I totally okay. agree with you. But but that doesn't mean you shouldn't do a sediment on a cat with mm -hmm. urinary problems. Yeah, I totally agree True. with you. You have, you have to know how to interpret what you see, but you yes. still should do it. Yes. Yeah. So over half of these cats had, did not have a sediment exam done. Yeah. It sounds like there is a couple of extra slides in your lecture <laughs> you know, that we need to add. 
Just to I reinforce these two points. No yeah. infection. Yeah. And do a full exam as do a, normal. Do a full exam and every blocked cat needs to go home with a therapeutic diet. It might be a diet to dissolve stones. It might be a diet for idiopathic cystitis. It might be a diet just to control um, struvite because he had a plug and he has struvite crystals. No matter what it is, every block cat goes home with a some type of urinary diet. Oh, I absolutely. Like, I think we're just like missing the boat big time here, right? Yes, and, and, yeah. and no surgery in most of the cases either. So in 55%, we see, and this is the frustrating part from my side. Uh, of course, we're very close to the Minnesota Urolist Center and Jody Lulich and his team doing an amazing job. But in the last 15 years that I've been associated with it, there has not been a decrease in struvite stones that are submitted to yeah. the Eurolift Center, which means struvite stones that are removed from cats yeah. uh, by surgery. And As a matter of fact, we have seen an increase lately. It yeah, is just unbelievable. Sad. How long have we been talking about this? Apparently, we've not been talking about it long enough, Yola. Or enough. <laughs> or enough. Enough in general. So, you know, yeah. I think what we need to do is anytime that anybody will ask us to talk about anything together, yes. we, we always say, it. okay, we will do it. However, okay. one of the lectures will be about urinary yeah. disease in cats yes. and yes. how we can prevent it in 50% of the cases with out doing surgery. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So we, we have the data and we know what to do. I just, I think we're not Again, again, that message isn't trickling down. Um, so, because I, I know we're going to run out of time soon because we spend so much time talking about squeaky toys and trampolines. I, I just want, there was one bit of good news in this study. And yeah. that was that 85% of the cats in this UK study did get analgesia. Now that does make me feel good because oh, it's painful. That's new. 85% got analgesia. I mean, of course, we'd like it to be 100%, but 85% is better than it used to be. So that's good news. Yep. Certainly. Yep. And the other, the other, um, so you mentioned diazepam. <clears throat> Probably what people give more commonly these days is prazosin. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And 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 people are always disappointed when I tell them there's no data that it works. Number one. Number two, I don't know that it could work. Right. Mm -hmm. Why would it work? Because prazosin is a smooth muscle relaxant. Yeah. What, what is most of the feline urethra? Striated muscle. So it just doesn't make sense that even it even would work, right? And prazosin makes some cats feel crappy. They don't mm -hmm. want to eat. They feel, you should be monitoring blood pressure on your patients if you're using prazosin. Yeah. Okay. So that there condensed in about like eight minutes is my, <laughs> my whole urinary rant. <clears throat> That's my rant. I love right it. Now. You also get really flustered, by the way. I, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm just like, like so intense about this, yeah. but it's true. And it's, it's a topic we that do. we love to talk about We do, and, and we will not stop talking about it until, you know, I had hoped that with all the press that we give this, that at a certain point, you know, this would, this problem would be over and uh, it's not, it's never going no. to be over. Our work is not done, Yola. <clears throat> we no. still have work to do. Still have work to do. Yeah, absolutely. We've, we've so, got to save cats from uh, from urinary disease. There's still a lot of work to do. So, so uh, this was a real good topic. I think uh, we need to leave it by this because we're all very excited right now. Uh, 
<laughs> well, and I will people post are a, a link to the study um, yes. in our show notes. Yep. So people can go um, have a look at it. I think it was in the Journal of Veterinary Internal Medicine, which is open access. Yes, so that's, that's yes, amazing. It is. It's in uh, the Journal of Veterinary Internal Medicine. And I just found out that the American Journal of Veterinary Research is going open access. Now, probably a, a lot of people don't read that journal. They read the AVMA main journal, but AVMA also publishes a journal of vet research, which I look at a lot, and that is going open access too. So, yeah. All good. Yes. I love open access uh, journals for sure. So. Yes, except if you're the author, then you might not love it so much. Why? Because you have to pay. That's what open access oh, means. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe. People forget that. If you're, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. For, if you know, you're an for, author that somebody pays, right? Like it's not free. And now the authors pay. Yeah. Yeah. True, that, true, 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 true. yeah. So my worry is that. But it, I mean, it's always the question of do you want to have most people read your article or do you yeah. want to have a free article that nobody reads? Well, if it's, a, you know, if it's a good article in a decent journal, it'll, it'll, you know, it'll, it'll get out there. But my worry about the open access format is that there will be. Uh, research that doesn't get published because of the fees and they're not small they're often thousands of dollars mm. like it's not a hundred bucks true, it's true, true. Bucks, right and if you're like an intern in a university will the university cover the cost or do you have to pay for it out of your own pocket yeah. anyway there's another rant coming i hear another rant coming stop yeah, me yeah okay let's cut this off really quickly stop because we're at time <laughs> okay um sorry i don't want to burst your bubble but you know, it is time, right? Are now. you happy to have me back? I, I'm I very happy to have you back. And already, you, I won't shut up. Can you explain to our lovely listeners where they can find more information about this <laughs> podcast? Maybe <laughs> he's trying to nudge me to the end. Yes, yes. <laughs> so you can learn more about our podcast at our website perpodcast.net and mm -hmm. when I get it updated which hopefully will be soon <laughs> you will you'll be able to like listen online to our episodes and you'll see all the extra material where we post show notes and whatnot so that's perpodcast.net and uh, pretty much every social media platform at perpodcast so spread the word and where are we uh, with the numbering at the website? I have at the moment? no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I know I'm behind. How's that? Uh, just a little bit. <laughs> I'm a little bit behind. Yes. Yeah, yes. but we, uh, you know, no problem. But uh, all the podcasts are available and they're, you know, yes. and they will and be know, available. And they're, you know, you know free, 100% yes. free. You don't have to pay for it at all. You know what'll make it easier for me to get caught up with the podcast website? No. Um, I need to hire a vet. So if there's a vet Ooh. looking for, yes, yeah. I, I really need to hire a vet. So if there's a vet out there um, in uh, in podcast land who is that eligible- wants to live in Canada. And is eligible to practice in Canada, then um, let me know because I'm hiring. And when I get help, then I can then I can get the podcast website up to date. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> That's a great ending. Thank you, Dr. Susan. Okay. Bye till next time. Bye bye. Dr. Susan Little is a feline medicine specialist with two cat-only hospitals in Ottawa, Canada. She is best known as an international speaker and as the author and editor of two textbooks, The Cat, Clinical Medicine and Management, 
and August consultations in feline internal medicine. Along with three cats, she also admits to owning two dogs, and you can follow her on social media with the handle at CatPetSusan. Dr. Yurla Kirpenstein is a diplomate of the American and European College of Veterinary Surgeons and a big cat fan. His specialties range from surgical oncology and reconstruction to minimally invasive surgery. He is the author of two textbooks on basic and reconstructive surgery. Did you know he was allergic to cats? Yola works currently at Hills Pet Nutrition. You can follow him on social media with the handle at GVETSX. This episode is made possible by the generous sponsorship of the Take the Pledge Against Struvites in Pets Facebook page. Did you know there are three easy steps to treat bladder stones in cats with lower urinary tract signs? Step one is to take a radiograph, and if there is a stone present in the bladder, step two is to use the Minnesota Urolith app for iPhone and Android to determine the most likely type of stone. Step three is to treat the cat for at least two to three weeks with an appropriate diet and see if the stone gets smaller. If so, keep feeding that diet until the stone is completely gone on follow-up radiographs. If not, check compliance with the owner and look for alternative treatment options. Join veterinarians worldwide to take the pledge not to remove struvite stones by surgery anymore. The opinions of this podcast are those by Dr. Susan Little and Dr. Yola Kirpenstein. Veterinary medicine is a complex profession, and often there are multiple diagnostic and therapeutic options for different disease processes. If you're a pet owner with questions, please go to your local veterinarian. If you're a veterinary professional, ask your questions on our Instagram page at per podcast.